Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're going to have a little college football for you this morning. And the Utes did not have media availability yesterday, but BYU did. PK was there as head coach Kalani Sataki spoke with the media. All right, guys. What questions do you have for me? Give me a shout-out, coach. Give me a shout-out? No, you're a secret weapon. We can't say anything. I hope I never use you, Danny. That's 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 the goal. Practice went really well. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously there's some things that we, we can always fix. That's every day. But uh, I just really like the way the team's starting to work together on all three phases, special teams, offense, and defense. And um, the leadership's been really, really important for us. And I, I'm loving what I'm seeing from our guys. And it's not necessarily just the veterans or the upperclassmen. It's everyone uh, taking initiative to, to lead this team and, and uh, you know, just to, to work together. So it's been a lot of fun. And uh, really makes my job a lot easier. Anything stick out from watching the film of the scrimmage? Yeah, we were pretty physical. You know, that's the, I, I think I mentioned that after the scrimmage, but um, uh, pretty clean offensively as far as our execution went, and um, some things we can work on defensively. I mean, I think it, it's it's uh, given us an idea of what we can do with our depth chart, and then there's um, you know working with the red shirt rule and, and some of the guys that we think can help us in the travel squad. I think we're starting to um, iron it out a little bit and get and get that figured out. The depth chart on on even special teams and, and who we can count on, on using. So um, there's some guys that return missionaries that surprised us, some freshmen that arrived that surprised us, and and uh, the veterans that are returning. There's some good things that we saw from them. So uh, I think we came out of it um, pretty healthy. You know that that was that was interesting and and, and surprising since we were, had a really physical day and tackled quite a bit. You said the offense was meshing. Uh, how about the wideouts? How are the wide receivers looking speed, agility-wise? Yeah, they're doing a great job. I mean, speed and agility-wise, we have enough guys there that, that can make plays. And I think uh, our job is just get them the ball, you know, and give them opportunities to do that. And, um, you know, we, we've seen a lot of the guys there that, that uh, are proven, like Aleva and Talon Shumway, seniors that, that are upper class and that, are, that have done a lot of things for this program. But um, I think there's a... Always opportunities to get them the ball more, and I think uh, if we can do that, I think we'll have more success. Yeah, and you mentioned Aleva. What about him? Uh, what do you get from him being out on the field? Well, he's he's got a lot of speed. That helps always, you know. And um, he's shifty, and so he, he's a he's also uh, you know valuable for us as a returner. And so there's quite a few things that he can do on the football field that can help us. And then uh, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we're able to you know utilize all his weapons. But he's got. A lot of versatility and, and a lot of athleticism that we can use in different spots. Awesome. Is that it? Their urgency oh. on a day-to-day basis. I mean, you know, they come out here chomping on the bit, and mm-hmm. you know, it's a big-time opponent week one. Well, I think in in the dog days of, of camp, I um, I give a lot of credit to our coaches and the leadership on the team. The guys just keeping it. Um, you know, guys looking at an opportunity to get better every day, and a lot of excitement. We have a lot of enthusiasm when the guys take the field, and uh, that that makes. Um, it's a lot easier when, when you're so used to uh, the, kind of the same schedule of the monotony of all of it, you know, the same thing, waking up at the same time. And for our guys that uh, have that, that much excitement and, and enthusiasm about the game, it's a lot of fun. So um, we have a lot of young guys, but we have a lot of mature guys that have a lot of experience. And I think that that becomes infectious when those guys uh, show a lot of excitement for, for being on the field. So uh, so far, it's been really good, and our guys are learning, and, and uh, I'm, I'm liking the, the energy that they bring to the field every day. I'm not saying it's perfect, but the, the energy's been really nice. Sorry to have that on camera. Uh, no worries. It's, I mean, you're almost at my best feature. I think my best feature is right here. So. 
<laughs> yeah, we're getting close, and so um, uh, we're just as excited as everybody else. So we're getting really close, and I think um, hopefully we'll see them soon. And I, I know that uh, summer summer semester, a lot of the guys are taking their tests. Our summer bridge guys are finishing up this week, and so uh, we expect him soon. Is he healthy? Good to go. Yeah, he's gonna. We just need to back. Just get here and practice and get ready for the game. There's BYU head coach Kalani Sataki. When we come back, Jay Drew, longtime beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune, covering the Cougars, about to move to the Deseret News. He'll tell you about that, and we'll talk Cougar football with him. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Come see Scotty and Hands at Restore Hyper Wellness and Cryotherapy in Draper Friday from noon to 3. Take advantage of all the Zone listener specials on cryotherapy, IV drips, hyperbaric oxygen treatment, and more. Time now to talk a little BYU football with Jay Drew. Covering the Cougars, and Jay joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Jay, good morning. Good morning, guys. Okay, I'm telling you right now, I'll introduce you from the Salt Lake Tribune and get it right, but later on I'm going to do that and get it wrong. Just so you know, I, I have a problem with change. PK knows that. Transitions are hard for me. Yeah, it's, uh, me too. It's been, uh, it's been hard to kind of wrap my, my head around this move, but uh, for as of today, I'm still with the Tribune, and uh, then Friday you can start saying then Jay Drew of the Desert News. Oh, okay, so then I can talk to you today, because once you go over there, you're my enemy, brother. <laughs> ah, I thought I was your enemy now. I'm so watchdog through uh... and through. You know that. <laughs> that's where I cut yeah, my teeth. Well, well, I wish nothing but the best for the good folks over at the Tribune moving forward. Obviously, gave a lot of my heart and soul to that paper for many many years so obviously i want them to succeed and yeah. and uh stay uh, viable and all that so this just uh for me personally is you know my future and the future of my family this is just a, a better move for me but uh no ill will at all for the salt lake tribune from coming from me today well there would be for me because they were idiots to lay you off in the first place yeah, that was hard to take. I, I, hopefully I'm over that. Uh, I'm not. That's not why I'm doing this. <laughs> no, Thanks, I mean, let's Pat. tell her why you're doing it, because um, you're getting way more cash. Of course, man. You're living high life. Who cash. It's what it's about. Yeah, well, that's a big part of it. There's obviously some other uh, opportunities and, uh, and for for challenges and, and growth and uh, and, you know, other things, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. That uh, that's part of it. For Cash sure. matters, man, for sure. And then everybody knows that. So, well, we're going to wish you well, and certainly we all wish for the Tribune to stay viable, as you said, because it's an important entity in the community. Plus, jobs are at stake, and you don't want people to be without jobs. That creates all sorts of problems, as you knew. You went through it. Was it about like two months, six weeks? How long was it? 
Yeah, about seven to eight weeks. I went yeah. through it last uh, a year ago in May. Yeah. So, and that's uh, May, and then all of June, and then I got back uh, in early July. Never want to so, see anybody get laid yeah, off. Yeah, it was uh, it was tough, and anybody who's been laid off, I can certainly yeah. feel for them. Yeah. It's uh, very difficult, especially when you get a little bit a little bit long in the tooth, like we are, and uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, I hear you. Kind of start worrying about you know what you're going to do the rest of your life serious so, stuff very very fortunate that the tribune brought me back and uh and i'm really thankful now that the desert news is bringing me on to, to help with their byu coverage so you're going to be doing the exact same thing then or is there any changes mostly the exact same thing i i'm not sure how we'll divvy up kind of the coverage uh the good news is that jeff call and dick Harmon and brandon gurney aren't going anywhere they'll still be um on the beat uh of course dicks uh, uh maybe won't be there as long as the other two but um so i'm not exactly sure how the it'll all be divvied out but uh i can say that i'll be a big part of the football and basketball coverage just as i was at, over at the tribune so is williams is tyson kid is he going to be a big part of the running game for the cougars Boy, it sure looks like it. Obviously, we didn't get to watch the scrimmage Saturday, but every person who was asked, you know, who stood out, that's the number one name they brought up is Tyson Williams, said he looked really good. Uh, Sounds like some other guys broke off some bigger runs, but um, Tyson was just uh, very difficult to tackle and uh, pretty much picked up positive yardage on every play and and, uh, showed some hands coming out of the backfield. So it looks like uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting battle between him and Lopini Katoa. And then Kalani Sataki mentioned that Emmanuel Supka is right there as well. So pretty much those three will, will form the, uh, you know, the, the ball carrying core for the Cougars this year. So are they going to have a line? Excuse me. Are they going to have a line to run behind that will open holes? Because no matter how talented you are as a running back, you got to be able to win the battle up front. Obviously. Yeah, on paper they look good. Um, there are a few maybe uh, questionable spots. Obviously, right tackle where they're replacing Austin Hoyt. They got Harris Lachance is is there. Look, probably, according to people that I've talked to, is probably the front runner to be the starter there. They got. Shandon Herring is also pushing him. Um, really solid up the middle with, with James MP at center. Um, a little bit thin if they're not if he goes down or anything because uh, they'll have some inexperience there. But I would say they got eight to nine really solid offensive linemen. And I don't know that I've been able to say that in past years. So on paper, like I said, uh, it, looks, it looks like it's going to be a, a solid unit. It doesn't seem that the coaches or the individual player, and speaking of Zach Wilson, are concerned about his shoulder situation. I'm wondering how much concern you have for him being ready, and then what happens when he takes a hit. Yeah, I certainly uh, have thought about that and wondered what will happen. They uh, they had a few of the quarterbacks go live uh, the other day, Baylor Romney and Joe Critchlow, but they had Jaron Hall and, and Zach Wilson with the green jerseys on so they were not hit. I think Zach was asked, you know, do you wish you could get hit? 
you know, and kind of get back into it, get back on the saddle, so to speak. And he said, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I'll get hit enough in the games, you know, and I don't need to, to get hit. He's, he's just a really smart kid that way. He knows that, uh, you know, that, that you don't want to risk anything right now this close to the season opener. I think a lot of people are uh, curious what Zach is like. You've had a chance to talk to him, be around him a little bit, uh, give people a sense of the, his personality and who he is a little bit, what he's like. Well, he's really confident without being cocky, I would say. He's a leader. Um, people kind of gravitate to him. He's got kind of a, um, I don't know if you'd call it a wry sense of humor. He's uh, He's obviously a football junkie, but... He, he, you can tell he kind of keeps up on everything that's going on. He knows what's been kind of being said and written about him. Um, but he's just a pretty engaging kid. He's well-spoken. Um, you know, he, he opened the other day, he opened kind of with some quip about, I'm only here because I have, so I don't get fined, you know. And uh, and so he's good. And he's he's kind of the more conversational than maybe like Tanner Mangum was or some of the even Taysom Hill. Um, they, they were a little bit more kind of robotic and maybe saying what they were expected to say, where I, I think Zach's not really afraid to kind of just state his opinions. Like in the uh, media day, he took a little heat where he said, I think we should score every time we touch the ball or something to that effect. And he took a little heat for that, but, but that's just – him being genuine and and literally every quarterback thinks that but i you know credit zach for basically saying coming out and saying that and not really worrying about the consequences so so i've I've really enjoyed our interactions i think he's a really great great young man does eight wins get a contract extension for kalani because i think it does say that again what was the question eight wins contract extension yeah, I think so. I think eight wins. I think a couple of those wins have to come against the rivals, um, Boise State, Utah State, and, of course, Utah. Um, I think if he goes 0-3 against those, I think uh, that won't be good. So, yeah, I would I would agree with you, PK, that uh, eight wins is probably going to be good enough, but I think with the caveat that, He's got to he's got to beat the rivals, especially Utah State. I, I think people will forgive him for losing to Utah again because I mean, let's face it, Utah's really good this year. But losing again to Utah State, which would be the third time in a row for the first time since I think 1974, would not be good. And then obviously losing at home to Boise State after all the close games they've had and. And uh, and the kind of the futility streak against the Broncos would not be good either. So, so yeah, I, I think eight wins is pretty safe to say that that would happen. Jay Drew joining us here on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone covering the uh, the BYU Cougars. You know, you you've got the advantage of perspective now, Jay. You've been on this beat for a while and seen a lot of things come and go. And there's been. We can always get Ute fans on our show who will say, "Yeah, they're always optimistic down there." Do you think the level of optimism that you sense around the team matches what they're really capable of doing, or do you feel like it's out of whack? 
Boy, that's a tough one. I feel like it might be a tad out of whack. I don't want to be a negative Nelly, but I think they're putting a lot of confidence, the players, everybody, on Zach Wilson and based on what he was able to do in the bowl game and also based on how well they played against Utah the first you know, three quarters uh, in November. So I think they you know, are kind of basing a little too much on that and not remembering that they did struggle against Northern Illinois and, you know, Boise State and some other programs, even UMass in the in the first quarter. And uh and so until they've really gotten more consistent, I guess, I would say that some of this confidence might be a little misplaced. I don't want to be negative Nelly, but I just I think uh you know, every team's optimistic right now. I mean, that's no one's taken an, an L yet, but but that that would be just my one little you know one little uh, hang up is that that they're basing a little too much on one bowl game last year against a pretty pretty mediocre team. It seems like they still have some positions up in the air on defense, right? Particularly maybe middle linebacker and corners. Yeah, for sure, middle linebacker where, you know, they're trying to replace Sione Takitaki. And, and uh, Elisa Tuiaki said Saturday that, you know, it's kind of still between four guys. Um, obviously, uh, they got like Peyton Wilgar and Jackson Kafusi and, and some names that most BYU fans probably have never heard of. So that that is definitely uh, probably the biggest you know, spot where they need to find somebody. Um, there and at corner, you know, Chris Wilcox. It doesn't look like he's going to be back yet. Might have to redshirt. So then they had a couple guys, you know, leave the program. Trevion Green, uh, and so at corner they're a little um, suspect. They've moved Diane Gunwalaku from safety to corner, so that probably shows you they have some concern there. Um, but they got some good guys. They got D'Angelo Mandel, Isaiah Heron, uh, that played a little bit last year that you should be able to step in. But but it's not as deep as it looked to be, say, six months ago. Any other uh, problems that might be just a little under the radar, maybe not a huge problem, but red flag, just a little bit of a red flag going up, other positions? Well, at receiver, I'm not convinced. They got, uh, you know, obviously losing Neil Powell hurts. Um, I'm not totally sold that, you know, Gunnar Romney and Talon Shumway and Micah Simon, I mean, these are the same names we had they had last year, Aleva Hifo, that they're going to take these major steps. They're high on a, a freshman receiver, Keanu Hill, out of Texas, that, that uh, Jeff Grimes said had a great scrimmage the other day, made some big catches showed a little bit of uh, breakaway ability um, but obviously he's a freshman very untested so I guess I'm not sold yet that this receiving core is going to take leaps and bounds and they, they keep talking about chunk plays and you know making big plays and explosiveness and and uh, until I see it uh, I don't know that they've got the guys on that are, can really do that on a consistent basis. This Yoli Childs thing, to me, just pretty much almost eliminates them getting an at-large bid if he's going to be out nine games. That's a significant blow. 
Yeah, it's uh, it, it's tough, and I think there's some people that that think maybe they can get this overturned. But from what I understand, it's they they've already had that chance. This uh, this announcement the other day came after BYU's appeal was denied. So so there's no more appeals to be made uh, unless the NCAA and you know makes a major turnaround. It looks like you'll you know Yoli will be sitting for nine games. And you're right. I mean they got some really tough games uh at houston um obviously that utah game on december 4th might be it might be game nine it might be game 10 where he would be back we're not really sure yet because they haven't released the schedule but uh but certainly it's uh it's going to be very very difficult because to make the ncaa tournament you got to go in those nine games they probably got to go eight and one or or seven and two at worst just because of uh, you know the weak WCC schedule that doesn't do anything to boot the you know bump their RPI or their I guess they call it the net ranking now uh, is what the NCAA goes by but kind of the same principle. What's your theory on why it was nine games and not one or two or three? I don't really know. I mean, every obviously that's what Nick Emery got. You know, so nine games is kind of the I don't know if that's – it's uh, roughly uh, a third of the season. Um, but I, I don't know. I saw on the Internet yesterday that Jay Billis was saying that um, that he heard some in the NCAA wanted to make it the whole season, that basically – which would ostensibly have caused Yoli to, to go, you know, to leave school and to go pro because, uh, um, you know, why why go to school when you can't play? Uh, when you could be making money elsewhere. So there's a lot of theories out there, but uh, I, my guess is it's just the kind of the one-third of the season is what kind of the NCAA decided was a was a fair punishment or penalty. Well, Jay, we appreciate having you on during your Salt Lake Tribune era, and we'll have you on again, you know, in the, in the D News era. That sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. It'll All be right. fun. Congratulations on the new gig. Thanks for uh, coming on. All right, guys. Thanks for the support over the years. It's been awesome. There is Jay Drew right now of the Salt Lake Tribune, but very shortly of the Deseret News, talking a little Cougar football. When we come back, PK was at practice and spoke with wide receiver Gunnar Romney and passing game coordinator Aaron Roderick. Those conversations coming up next. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. PK was a BYU football media availability. He talked with wide receiver Gunny Romney, and here's their chat right now on 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Gunner, this is your second season. Let's start it off with your health. How is it? My health is 100% right now. Had a full full off season to recover and to, to get healthy and big and strong, and I'm feeling good throughout fall camp. How much do you think you showed last year that you still need to improve upon this year? Um, I mean, there's a there's a tons that I have to improve on. Last year coming in, uh, I was slowed down a little bit by the injuries, but 
Um, even during the season, I felt like it was it was a good experience for me to learn about the speed and the strength, um, and and just the overall just tempo of the game in college football. And so I think that's what I've been really really focusing on, and I know I know what to expect now uh, now that I have a season under my belt coming in. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a better year this year. In today's world, you know, with the internet, everybody knows what everyone's star ranking is and who's recruiting you. And and with you, you know, being down there from the Phoenix area, you went to Chandler, right? And that's a big powerhouse. A bunch of guys have gone in the NFL. So my point is you come in with a lot of hype. And people, fans, media, whomever, they expect you to just deliver right away. Are you aware of all the talk that goes around concerning your particular situation? Yeah, 100%. Like, you hear the hype and you hear you hear everybody talking, but at the end of the day, it's 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 about your performance and about it's about what you think of yourself. So you can't you can't listen to any of that um, stars and stuff. Once you once you get out of high school, they don't really matter anymore because you're on the team. You have to start from from square one. Uh, you have to start at, at point zero again. So really, you just have to focus on yourself, not let any of the hype get to you, and just focus on working yourself up. Because of the injury last year or injuries, would you say last season? Was that frustrating, disappointing for you personally? How would you phrase it? Um, I would just say it was it was a it was a learning learning season for me. Um, it was obviously I didn't have the production that I wanted to because of some of that stuff, but it really helped me learn um, about taking care of my body and about just even the few games that I did get to get to play and get experience. It just it just taught me so much about what I what I need to do to, to excel at this level. So then, how much motivation do you have? Because I'm sure you really believe in your ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I have tons of motivation to come back and prove that that I can be a weapon on the field and and you know um, throughout this off season it was motivating me to know that that I can come out and I can perform and so that's I just had it playing with a chip on my shoulder. Yeah, with that chip, what are you expecting from yourself this season? I, I expect to be a huge contributor to this team. At the end of the day, it's, it's it's all about doing what you can to help this team win, and I'm hoping that I can be able to to be one of the main guys to, to boost this team and help us get tons of wins this year. Do you know where you fit in depth chart wise, receiver po- with the receivers at this point? Um, I mean, all the receivers. We we run most of us run. Uh, I'm running with the ones right now, but we're we have a pretty pretty open rotation. It's fall camp. Everybody's getting reps right now, so we're just really trying to spread it around. How explosive do you think you can be? Because big plays obviously can make a difference. I mean that's a that's a huge thing. That's that's one of the things I've been working on most, trying to trying to be an explosive player and create those big those big plays for this offense. Because I feel like we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of them this year, and I feel like I, I can be a big part of it. You got good size, obviously. How how physical can you be with DBs guarding you? It it helps a lot um, with your size. I mean, at the college level, DBs are gonna try and get in your face. They're gonna try and be physical with you. So it's it's all about the receiver taking the physicality to them and really making yourself the man and you you trying to push. Them around instead of letting them push you around. Was that a surprise, or maybe if it's not a surprise, how big of an adjustment was it from high school to in this situation that you're speaking of? I don't think it was it was a huge surprise, but definitely just the the physicality and the size of all the DBs. It's a huge jump from from high school to college, and so that's that's one thing that I wanted to work on tons of soft season is getting bigger and stronger mm-hmm. so I can so I can compete better at that. Did you gain weight? I did. I gained about 10 pounds this off season. So what are you now? About 190 right now. Okay. And I'm sure when you were down there, what is it? The wool. Is that that's what Chandler is? Yes, sir. On uh, Arizona Boulevard, right? Am I right? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I used to cover Chandler High for the Mesa Tribune way back when, before you were born, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, 
I'm sure in high school you had a great relationship with your quarterback and he knew that he could depend on you. Was it Conover? It was Conover. Yeah, so he could get you the ball, you'd go make a play, and the result would be pretty good. How is it going as you try to build that relationship with Wilson and then Hall, the number two kid? Yeah, it's been it's been awesome this offseason. I mean, um, Zach was obviously held back by by an injury this year, but even just watching film with him and, and you know, getting the reps that we could um, at, towards the end of the end of the summer and stuff, it's it's helped a lot. I can already tell because last year you come in, um, you don't have much time before the season um, before you have to start playing. So I can just tell the chemistry there is just a hundred times better than it was last season. And he was a freshman, so I'm sure in talking to A. Rod and Grimes that they didn't necessarily put everything out on his plate because you didn't want to overwhelm him. And now since he has that experience, they believe he can do more, which translates into throwing the ball more. So there's going to be an opportunity, I believe, to have more receptions, not just for you, but for all the receivers. How is important? How important is it for the receivers as a group to make sure you come through so they call, keep calling pass plays? It's it's super important. Zach's a Zach's a he's he's confident in his abilities, and that's what we need as receivers. We need him to be able to trust us, and so it's all about just practice every single day, making plays in practice, getting open, um, being able to make that play. So he has that trust in us, and the coaches have that trust in us that when uh, when the game's on the line or when we need a big play that they can go to us not just not just me but any of the receivers out there uh, right that's what i'm saying so you definitely look bigger from last year i mean i think that's obvious how about your speed I've, i feel like i've gotten faster too uh, just this off season with the college uh, strength staff it's been it's treated me really good it was it was hard i'm not gonna lie first uh, first off season but it's really helped me and i can feel the difference so you think you can get deep i think so mm-hmm. that's what, that's so, what so uh have they used you deep at all in fall camp yeah, I mean, we've been we've been throwing the ball around a little bit, and so that's just one thing that we've really been emphasizing. We've been trying to get explosive plays, and so that means taking shots and stuff. And I think as a receiving core and as an offense, we've been all around doing a really good job with that. Everybody wants to win, so that's the ultimate goal. Do you have any personal goals beyond that? Um, honestly, just it, like... I just wanted to want to uh, contribute as much as I can, whether that's two catches or whether that's a hundred catches. It doesn't really matter as long as I can I can say I did my part and say that that I helped this team win. So you're an East Valley kid down in Arizona, and there's a lot of BYU connections there. And obviously, you chose to come here. Growing up, how much did you know about the rivalry with the Utes? Um, obviously, I had I had a couple family members come through here and play here, so it was it was always a big game for me. But I didn't really understand the the intensity that it that it had until I moved to the state of Utah. It's just like it's night and day here. Um, it's just a, it's such a big rivalry, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Are you aware of the streak? I am aware of the streak. That's that's something that's been in the back of my head and hoping to end it. How much would that mean to everybody on this team? I realize I'm putting you in the position of a spokesman, but I am talking to you right now to be able to beat these guys for the first time in what would be like nine, ten years. Yeah, I mean, as a team, we we all want to start out the season strong. Um, I mean, that team up north there, they've, they've been good for the past couple of years, and we want to we prove a point that, that we can compete with anybody in the country, um, and we want to prove a point that, that we, can, we can be the big dogs and we can step up in big, in big situations. Do you pay attention to all the hype they're getting? Um, not really. You try to tune everything out. You just got to focus on yourself and focus on your team, and really just uh, that's what it's all about is, is loving each other on the team and not letting the, any of the outside influence get into it. Before I let you go, do you have a prediction? No, I don't have a prediction about that. I'm not going to say anything, but I I trust our team. All right, thanks, Gunnar. Appreciate it. There is PK with BYU wide receiver Gunnar Romney. Now here he is with passing game coordinator Aaron Roderick. 
Aaron, a lot has been made on Wilson and his throwing and his shoulder and all that stuff. Uh, what was your assessment of him in Saturday's scrimmage? Uh, very efficient. He played well. Um, only incompletions were a couple of throwaways and uh, a, a couple of drop balls, but he played played very sharp. So you expect him not just physically but mentally to be ready to go by the time the season starts? Yeah, I expect him to be ready. I mean, he's got to be. We're playing against one of the best defenses in the country, and, and you know they're they're great. So we got to be ready. So I know some of his high school people and maybe a little bit off the record they would they, they would throw the word around cocky and not necessarily in a negative way but they would say you know confidence cocky sometimes there's a fine line there uh does that do you have a problem calling somebody even borderline cocky um i mean i, I could see how maybe some people might think that but He's, to me, he's anything but that because I, I just watch him every day doing everything he can to become a better player. He's so receptive to coaching. He's constantly trying to become a better player, all, very critical of himself. Um, but I do think he carries himself with a lot of confidence because um, he's a good player and he knows he knows what he's doing out there. And uh, We talk in, in, our, in our QB room, Peyton Manning said once that uh, – um, you know, pressure is when you don't know what the heck you're doing out there. Mm-hmm. And and Zach carries himself a lot of confidence because he knows what we're doing. He's got he's he's got good presence and he understands what we're trying to get done. And so, if people think that, then that's okay. So, is that half the battle? Knowing what you're doing? Yeah, man. I mean, it's that's a huge part of it. Um, you got to know what you're doing, and then obviously you got to have some ability too. And he's 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 a good athlete and he's a good thrower, and fat, he has a quick release. And um, you know, so there's there's a lot of positives, but he's he is coming off of a serious injury, and uh, he's not going to catch anybody off guard this year. You know, right. they've got six seven games of film on him now, and and uh, so we're you know he, I know he he knows that these teams we're playing are going to be gunning for him, and they're gonna they're gonna have a plan to try to stop him. So we got to be ready. Do you have any trepidation, not when, uh, if, but when he gets hit? Sure. I mean, you know, that whatever, whenever he gets hit in that game will be the first time he's been hit right. at all. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's he's healed and he's ready to go, and, and uh, we're not going to play scared. We're going to play. We're going to play the way we play. How much more improved is his knowledge of the offense versus the end of last year in the bowl to now? Um, you know, his knowledge of the offense in the bowl was really good. Um, we're just, we've just, we're a little more advanced this year, and it's not so much about him as it is the other players around him. You know, last year, the other ten guys weren't ready, always ready for us to be more complicated than we were. Uh, this year, year two, everybody speaks the same language now. Everybody knows all the details. And so we've been able to um, just sort of take things to another level. I think um, some of our some of the, some of the concepts we run and stuff now, we can do them a few different ways and we can add wrinkles to the offense in a way that we weren't ready to do a year ago. So that would be more sophistication then? I would say a little bit more sophistication. I mean, we're still an execution-based team and, you know, we don't have a million plays. But the details of the plays now this year and the understanding of little adjustments that you make to different defenses or, or different situations, uh, I think everybody's just better this year than they were a year ago. What does that mean in terms of run-pass distribution? Uh, well, we're, we, we always want to be a balanced team. So, um, you know, 
you can achieve balance a lot of different ways. And, you know, sometimes it might be 50-50 run pass. Sometimes it might be uh, lopsided one way or the other. It's just do whatever it takes to win the game. But I think, you know, in the end of the season, we should be a team that uh, is, is fairly balanced. So when you say execution-based, how explosive can it be? Um, well, I don't want to pop off about us being more explosive or not, whatever. I mean, look, BYU's never been known for just, you know, for, you know, first-round draft pick skill players or anything like that. But our big plays are going to come from perfect execution. You know, when we, when we have 11 guys doing their job just right and the other team busts the coverage or somebody gets open because... You know, all the guys in the route got the guy open by doing their job. Mm-hmm. And the quarterback throws the ball on time. That's where we get our explosive plays. Okay. Um, I do believe that all of our players that played last year have all improved. We're, they, to a man, every single one of them is a, is a better version than the, of themselves than they were a year ago. And we've added some good players, too. So that's going to help. So I'm at, I do think there's a little more firepower. But, you know, we're never going to be the team that's just throwing – you know, just throwing bombs to some first-round draft pick guy. We're we're a team that's got to execute. We need we need all 11 guys doing their job every play. And and uh, but if we do that, I think we have a chance to be really good. Have there have you noticed any separation among the receivers? Um, we have five receivers that are all good players and all play all four of our receiver spots. And uh, they're really smart. Fessy's done a great job with those guys. And so the versatility we have with that group is as good as I've ever seen. Um, You know, there's not one guy, like I said, that just is necessarily the lead guy. But we got five guys we trust that we can count on. We can put them in the game anytime. And and, uh, I I trust that they'll get the job done. You speak of BYU's history as far as being execution-based, and part of that execution was being able to rely on the tight end and have mismatches and take advantage of that, and that's been great for BYU over the years. Is Bushman ready to be that guy this year? Yeah, I think um, I'm pro- I'm really proud of Matt because he got off to a slow start last season. Right. And um, some of that was, you know, he, had to, he went through some growing pains in a new offense, and some of that was we didn't use him well enough. And so there's responsibility in both parts there. But the second half of last season especially – I think he proved that he's definitely one of our best players. And, yeah. and um, so he's a huge part of what we're doing. And uh, we, we want to get him the ball. You know, we, want, we want to get him the ball. Plus he was a newlywed. Now he's not. <laughs> yeah, now, now he's a little more squared away. <laughs> now, I know you're not uh, specifically in charge of the running game, but how important is it to have a running game to augment, complement, uh, lead the way, whatever you want to decide for the passing game? Well, it's huge. I mean, you, you look at the playoff teams in college football, or the, or the you know teams that win conference championships, or just really, really any of the teams that are double-digit win type teams. All those teams can run the ball, and they might. There's various ways to achieve that, but in this, it's hard nowadays to just just throw at every play. And I know, uh, I do believe we're going to be a good passing team, but you've got to have a run game. Um, we're much better at running back than we were a year ago. That's probably the, the most improved position on our team. And um, our offensive linemen, most of those guys are back, and they've all gotten better. So we should be able to run the ball. So you have that tough schedule right off the bat, and really against any team that you play, you got to take care of the ball. How much of that has been an emphasis starting from the first game with the Utes? Yeah, I mean, 
you got to take care of the ball. I thought that was actually one thing we did well last year was, you know, we, we took good care of the ball, and, and for that reason, we were in most of our games with a chance to win just on that alone. And uh, Utah's great at taking the ball away from people. It's, it's a huge emphasis in their program. I know that for a fact because all the years I was there, um, they've, they've just got so many explosive players, and and uh, they can they can create sacks. They can get interceptions. Uh, they, they they they're great at stripping the ball. They're they're just so tough on defense. So we have to take care of it and uh, and, and and you know stay in the game. Has the defense come to you and asked you to give you any give them any of Ludwig's secrets? Uh, no, <laughs> I mean Andy's been so many places. I, I, but you worked with him. I did, but let me, what I respect so much about Andy is that he has scored a lot of points doing a lot of different things at different schools. You know, when when, when we first started out at Utah, we were going to be an I formation pro style team, and we quickly learned that Brian Johnson. Uh, and all those good wide receivers we had. We had great wide receivers. Um, we, we became a spread team uh, by Brian Johnson's senior year. We were a totally different unit than we were the first year. And watching Andy lead the staff and adapt our offense was impressive. You know, and then he's done what he did at Wisconsin and Vanderbilt and San Diego State. And each, each place had its own personality. And he's, he's a great coach. So... Um, the only thing I know about him is he's going to find his best players and he's going to get the best players the ball doing what they do best. And, uh, that could come in a lot of different ways. So you can't help then? No, I can't. I can't. I really can't because, uh, you know, who knows? They're, they're, they, got, they got good players and Andy does a good job at, at getting them the ball. How about Zach as far as his ability to run? How much do you anticipate that happening? Yeah, he's going to run, man. I mean, he, he's, that's part of his game. And I don't, I'm not going to... You know, we don't want to be reckless and stupid about it, but him running the ball is is part of how he plays the game, and uh, his mobility is a big part of the reason why he is the player he is. So uh, I don't want to rein him in too much. Um, we just want him to be smart. So design versus improvise? Yeah, there, I mean, there'll be some of both. And, okay. And uh, I definitely don't want him to not improvise when it's time to because he showed a little bit of that last year. Yeah. I just thought last year there were a few times he took unnecessary hits when it wasn't needed. Like, you know, you've already made a good run and got the first down or something like that. But there's going to be times in the game where we got to we got to run him and he's got to go make a play or there's times where you got to go go get a, go get the ball across the goal line or, or, or move the chains and that's football and we got to play. So in your mind has BYU lost eight in a row to Utah or two in a row? Or one? No, only one in a row. You've only been here last year was your first year, so it's only one for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you know. What's funny is a, a year ago I, I, I talked to the players about uh, about all of us. None of us are part of. No one. No one's responsible for. Eight, no one on their team's responsible for eight wins, and uh-huh. no one. No one here's responsible for eight losses. Uh, but this year, I think I think it's okay for us just to have the mindset that it's time to you know it's time to accept that this is this is a slump and we we got to fight we got to fight we got to come out and compete. Do you see an extra level of intensity early since that's the first game and that streak exists? Well, I, I mean everybody's geeked to play their first game. Everybody. Sure. So I don't know if you can say it's extra. There's just it's it's a, it's so hard to not be just so pumped for the first game of the season anyway. No matter. Yeah, I think I think game one, if anything, you, you, you need to try to channel your emotion into execution and not be so 
you know, pumped out of your mind that you're out there, you know, doing stupid things and making making unforced errors. We, we've got to focus and concentrate, and that's, that's the way you play offense. Thank you. There's PK with Aaron Roderick. We're going to take a break. When we come back, all the headlines, what is trending? Stay with us.